All right. Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Martini, a podcast that answers the age-old question, what does my mom talk about with her friends? Wait, wait, Susan. Yeah. Let me clarify here. What does my mom talk about with Melissa? Right? That's the burning question. That's me, Susan's (laughs) co-host. That's so true. No one else matters, just you. And after three decades of life changes, fun conversations with plenty of martinis, we thought we'd give this podcast thing a try. And a small sidebar here, as I was informed by my college-age daughter, daughter, I can't even speak, that our name indicates a fun, light banter. So the lesson here for those of you listening in your youth, which is likely our collective five kids, um, as you get older, there's another phrase that you'll learn, and it's called drowning your sorrows. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's especially important um, as we start this podcast right after COVID, middle of COVID, ending COVID. It couldn't be more perfect. Um, I mean, it's only taken us 10 recordings to get this and get started, but uh, we think we have it down at this point for a couple of amateurs and just testing it out. So we'll see what our children who are our fiercest critics have to say about it. So um, I'll start out by telling you a little bit about myself. The short version um, is that I currently and have for years live in Chicagoland. I worked in finance for quite some time longer than probably I really wanted to and lost my job due to COVID and now I'm spending my time searching for ways to keep my mind and my body busy because there's nothing to do. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Nothing. And that's kind of hard but I still do have my side hustle of meeting planning which I've also done for many years um, which has helped but that is where I've Susan has helped me too. That's where we had some very good um, martinis and lots of girl conversations. So that's kind of Lots of substance. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So between that and walking, it's pretty much the only thing that's keeping me sane. Yeah, I hear you. And I will tell you just the Reader's Digest version of my path. And that is that I chose the option to be a stay-at-home mom, which means I was a chauffeur, shorter to cook, maid, nurse, basically overall Jack or Jill, however you want to put it, of all trades. Yeah. Yes. And now I can add podcaster. Oh, and dog mom to the list because I've got two little doggies. Okay. Well, let's start um, by giving a rough idea of what we want to do with our show here. Um, We'll be coming to the table every week or so, depending on our busy schedules (laughs) and um, digging into a topic of interest. So either to myself of interest, to Susan or even something that has struck a chord with us through the news, a story, something that happened directly to us, or something we just want to talk about, because that's pretty much how we have our conversations anyway. So um, on that note, Susan's going to talk about today's topic. Today's topic is forgiveness. Um, I was listening to an Oprah Super Soul Sunday podcast, because when I walk, which I do also quite a bit, I listen to podcasts to, you know, keep myself company. And I thought it was really interesting in light of everything going on in our country right now. There is a lot of um, discontent, a lot of issues. The election has gone. Thank God it's over. The, you know, inauguration is over. But, you know, the discontent is not. And um, this, this particular podcast talked about forgiveness in more of a general sense and also in an individual sense. So I think... Um, it's applicable to a lot of things. And I just thought I'd pull some of the quotes from it that were in there. And Melissa and I would sort of just, you know, tease out whatever our thoughts and feelings were on that. 
Yeah, because you sent it to me to listen to, and I and I do listen to Oprah's Super Soul conversations too. Sometimes when I'm walking, it's been a while because sometimes I just get distracted with other things or music or whatever. But I thought it was a good topic for today, like you said, right? Like, can we think about forgiving what's happened and the people in it? But there's a lot to dig into with it. So it's meaty for sure. So yeah. let's start with the first quote. And this is from Maya Angela, who I just love. And she's yeah. one of the things she said is you cannot in honesty and integrity expect our so-called enemies to be more tolerant and compassionate. If we ourselves give way to unexamined prejudice or bigotry. Um, and then she went on to say, you've got to work on yourself first and try to be the light to other people that you meet each day. So yeah. I kind of took that and I was contemplating the insurgents. And I was thinking about, um, as we discussed in our last episode, you know, that, that underneath all of that anger, like there's real pain and there's real feelings clearly of not being heard to get to the point of desperation that I think was shown there. And a lot of people are just like, oh, they sucked and blah, blah, blah. But like, if that, we take that approach and we don't try to find some common thread with them and have compassion and tolerance thinking they're hurting, then how do we ever stop being disjointed? Right. And this is bigger than even like, think about it. All the people, there are so many people that feel this way. This is not, and not just, just in our country. I was reading articles about it. It's going on all over the world, you know, different countries with people feeling the same way, just not seen, not heard, not valued. Right. And so this is not just like, oh, how do we forgive a few of them who've done something horrible? This is trying to uh, forgive like a broad group, but then understand this broad group and how that broad group's ideas really spread so big and that it's got all these other factions of stuff going on. It's it's and, pretty. And I would imagine if I were on the other side of this, hearing you and I talk, hearing the word forgiveness, I would be offended. Like, why should they forgive us? They need, we need to forgive them. And that is the whole point is that, you know, there's so many sides to every story and it's not as simple as, you know, a lot of people want to say just a bunch of crazy people, you know, stormed the Capitol. And it's like, no, there's a lot of people in this world who don't feel seen, don't feel heard. And we, you know, we have to get to the root of that. And so they, we can make them feel seen and heard. They, they matter just as much as the rest of us, even whether or not we agree or disagree with their actions that they took. Right. They're fundamentally still human Correct. and they should matter. And, and, you know, a lot of people, I think it's really easy, you know, and I've been guilty of this in my lifetime too. So I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm Mother Teresa, but it's easy to put them in a box and put it away and be like, oh. that doesn't pertain to me. I'm not like that. Yeah. And, and that's so easy to do when the, uh, the ideas and their beliefs are so outrageous and so not aligned with how we feel. Mm -hmm. But you again, know? outrageous in our opinion, but they right. think yeah, that so we're outrageous. Right. Like I, I'll give you a story that's completely different, but I, I think there's an analogy to be made here. Um, my husband's brother was in the military and years and years ago, he sent a video to him and it was of them with night vision on and you could see them in, they were I, I, Afghanistan. I, I honestly, I don't remember, but they were going in, you could see like shooting going on and bodies going down. And he was like, Oh, look, this is what we did. And Scott was watching and he, and it had been being shared. And I stopped him and I said, don't you dare 
share that with anyone because the people who got killed in that, that's someone's son, that's someone's husband, and they are fighting, thinking what they're doing is right as well. And to, to be celebrating someone's misfortune, yeah. you know, is not okay. And I feel like in, in this instance here, it's like, we have to remember this is, this is someone's wife, someone's mother, someone's son, someone's daughter. These are people and they're hurting. And so we have to figure this out or it will get bigger and bigger and right. more people will be, will be hurt and hurting. And the other side looks at it too, is celebrating misfortune, right? So you mm-hmm. have to look at what they're looking at too, from their perspective yeah. to kind of, to kind of at least grasp it and to be able to work on a, or forgiving, like, where do we even start with any of this? Mm-hmm. There was right? another quote, um, Brian Stevenson said, when you are afraid, you'll do things that are not just or right. And he said, he went on to say, you need to find the thread of common ground because we all have a thread. And that's what's necessary here. Like these, this group of people seems like, I don't feel like I have anything in common with them, but somewhere is a thread, whether it's the fact that we're both parents and we yeah. both love our kids or we both want our children to have a better life than we had or whatever. There is a thread there and we have to remember that and pull that thread and keep pulling it until it's a, a ball of yarn or what, you know what I mean? Make it until it's bigger and bigger and we can come to some agreement or compromise. Right. And that's has to start somewhere so deep. Yes. Times it just seems so impossible. How's that get tackled? So it is one little step at a time. And like some, and it was on another, it's not really a quote. And I think so many people talk about this, especially on Oprah. <laughs> everyone is so connected and we're all connected and how we all should be looking out for everybody because we're all connected. So it kind of has, it goes along that theme too. So how are you going to help that connection? How are right. you going to make it better? So, well, I guess one of my hopes is that, <clears throat> you know, I think, you know, let me, it's, let me, this is two pieces. One is I think everyone is heightenedly a little bit Yahoo crazy right now because we've all been locked up. Okay. So there's that piece. Um, And then I think, then I take, put that over there and think about what's going on now. If we can, this new administration can get people vaccinated, get businesses open up again, get the economy going again. And people see like, Oh, like things are going okay. Then maybe everyone calms down a little bit. And then their ears perk up a little bit. Maybe we start hearing one another. I don't, I mean, I might be fantasizing here, but I'm just hoping that if we can get to a better place in our country, just in general, that then we can start to tackle like, okay, now how are we going to fix this? And at least those people now have jobs, hopefully, and are, you know, things are going a little bit better for them. There's so many layers to it. It's, it's just, it almost seems impossible to tackle So in some ways, you just have to tackle it for yourself. Um, Sometimes it just seems so big to tackle. It's so many layers to it that you just have to tackle it for yourself. How are you going to do what you can do? Right. 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 Just to make that part of better or make you understand or you to empathize with that side of it Mm -hmm. so that you can work on it yourself and maybe make improvements for it. Yeah. I've thought about that. Like, what can I do? And, and I have a few friends who were Trump's were, are, were, I, you know, we don't discuss it. And I've thought about, do I have that conversation? Like, Hey, help me understand because we need to find a way to come together. And I know that you think my side's nuts and you know, I'm not 
big fan of your side, but like, that's, it's not okay for either of us. And then I'm like, do I do that? Or am I then rocking the boat of the friendship? I don't know. I mean, you know, we have these great friendships where we know to leave that behind and right. just go have a nice dinner and have a conversation and do not talk about that. But maybe that's putting our head in the mud. Maybe we need to talk about it. Maybe we need to get things a little messy in order to clean them up. Well, it'll be interesting in those instances to see if they were vocal or if they have something to say, what they're going to say about the current administration and what's currently going to happen, right? Because mm. sometimes if those people were so or vocal or had opinions about what was happening in the past, they can't keep quiet, right? We have become so divided. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm right, you're wrong. There's no let's look at it this way or let's look at right. it this way. Right. Yeah, you're no, what is they call it, right? Crossing the aisle. It's none of that reaching across the oh, aisle. Oh no, there's a huge line right down right. the middle and you don't cross so it. All those people who are big retrumplicants are going to either not be able to stand what the new administration is doing and they're going to say something about it. And maybe that's, maybe they won't. Maybe you have to wait for that opening to bring it up just so you don't cause a divide because really it's so divisive and maybe it'll just kind of all die down. Maybe people will just, I know, but you know what, if it all dies down, it was what Trump didn't cause this. What he did was he, he, he allowed it to bubble up. And my concern is if it all quote unquote dies down, it's not gone. It's just, they've, they've, they've gone back into hiding, but they're still right. You know, fueling the fire. We can't, we can't ignore it. We can't hope it dies down. We have to figure it out and heal it. And I don't have the answer to that. I really don't, but yeah. Jinx. Yeah. I don't have the answer to that either because it's what it, it, I just don't. One one of the other quotes was um, along that line is forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be anything different. So, you know, we all have to be like, you know what, it it happened. It was, it is what it is. It was what it was, you know, what can we do now? Not, oh, they shouldn't have done this and he should have done that. And if he was never voted in and blah, blah, blah. Like we can all say that till we turn blue. It's not going to change anything. It's done. Like, how do you, how do you move forward? What do you do to make things better? Um, You know, I think, I think one thing is, you know, I need to, when I see an article that looks like it's, you know, leaning a way that I don't lean, maybe I need to read it just to hear what they're thinking yeah, and try so- to understand it. Not that I have to agree with it, but just maybe I need to not be so stuck in my ways. Yeah. That was very hard, right? Like you'd see stuff and you just, I, I, I would just say, like, Oh, I can't yeah, yeah, you know? I read both sides and, or, or watch both sides or, or read about it. And you just, sometimes the, the, language and the way they talked about things the negativity and, and the intensity just it it was so turn offish to me that you don't mm-hmm. even want to pursue it any right. further right like, oh, oh this is are you kidding me like you can't believe your fellow americans thought or talked like this or or even mm-hmm. actually can believe some of this and you, some of them it's like your neighbor or your friend right. um another <laughs> quote that maya what? had is it she said it takes two people, or in this case, two factions are not doing the right thing. Um, you know, and she was like, so your question, your question is, what are we meant to learn and what are we doing wrong? And that's for all of us. So we have to learn something here and then we have to figure out what are we doing wrong? And I think in my case, maybe not listening enough to both sides, um, and having more compassion and empathy for the fact that like, this is really deep rooted and, and there's a lot of pain behind this much civil unrest. 
Right. And, and I you, need to be more compassionate about that instead of just judgy. Right. And you said it the other day when we were talking a little bit pre-episode about, you know, the bubble that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Our white privilege bubble. And yep. just we do not look at things. The I same. never thought about it because right. I've lived in this little like la la yep. land. And, yep. and then, you know, then you have kids. And so you look a little bit out your bubble because you're looking out for your kids. But then something like this happens and you have to stop and go, holy shit, there's a whole world out there of stuff going on and I need to pay attention. And, and, you know, if I'm really going to follow some of these things that I'm reading, I need to care about these people who are unhappy and I need to try in my tiny little, my little piece, at least do what I can do to make a difference by having compassion and listening. Right. And then even for me, the biggest thing that has struck me even harder almost than this other, this, this whole uprising mm-hmm. has been the, the Black Lives Matter stuff, right? Oh, God. It's, wait a second. What are they talking about? Did what? you watch the Netflix documentary, The 13th? God, I did. I mean, if I, I felt like such an we idiot. Oh, right. Okay. Hello. A couple martinis, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. I felt so ignorant. Yes. And I still do. I, oh, I mean, I just was like, yeah. cause my kids would always say things and I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and like, I was, you know, right. read, but like, then you watch the history of everything that has happened and transpired. And it's like, you just go, oh my God, like I had no idea. And even though I think I have an idea, I know that I still don't really understand it because unless you've lived it, unless you've walked in their shoes and had those experiences, you can never truly understand. You can only do your best to understand. Do you know what I mean? I do. I don't think we ever, I don't think we ever will. I just, I I just can't even imagine. I I am trying to read about it. Um, I'm trying to understand more, have some empathy. I do, I do think there's a big focus right now on it, which is good. Cause I think- hello. Yeah. They're like, I, that, I, I, what, what I have always said to my kids is like the only difference between them and us is they have more pigment. I'm like, that's it. Like they're, they're every bit the same, except their skin color is darker. Like my God. Amazing to me that I, well, I guess what opened my eyes was that they actually were looked at so differently and yeah. they read it differently because I, I just can't believe that people would treat them any tr- people would. But then you see the clips of some of the police officers, like literally killing them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you yeah. know, that the outcry and the outrage, if that had been a white privileged guy, would, would mean, it would have been right. mayhem, but it was like, they were like, uh, uh, you know, and then it just was shoved under the rug. It's like, no, like they have to raise their children to, to be, afraid and, and, you know, oh, you see a police officer, like, keep your hands down. Did it? Like, it, I've never thought to have that conversation. And that is heartbreaking. Yeah. Talk about forgiveness, right? Yeah. Talk about forgiveness. If they, if they can, how they do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my God. It's... Any more quotes? Any more quotes? Susan? Well, let's see. I've got, I'm sure I do. Um, Mark Nepo, everything coming into your life is coming by you, through you, as a means to help you evolve into who you were meant to be. So, you know, if you extrapolate that out to this big picture, or you just take it amongst you and I individually, like now this stuff has happened. We have, you know, woken up to the Black Lives Matter movement and what that really means and how unfair they've been treated. We've looked at the insurgents 
And we've seen that like there's deep rooted unhappiness and civil unrest that's, you know, caused by not feeling seen or heard or treated fairly, you know, do we ignore it? Or do we say, okay, this is coming into my life so that I open my mind, my heart, my, you know, what wallet, whatever it is yeah. to um, help improve this. And even if it's one tiny speck, if, if I'm a speck and you're a speck and there's everyone else is a speck at some point, it becomes right. something, sub, something of substance. It becomes something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. I, um, we read a book for our book club about a year ago that, is, was all about this. And it, we, it came about from another book, which I'll talk about later, but it came up about, it was a Desmond Tutu book, literally mm -hmm. on the book of forgiving, because as we had just, as we were discussing our book club book, talking about forgiveness, someone was, you know, everyone starts bringing up stories of things that have happened to them or incidences that happened in their life which made me realize that you know I've had small things to forgive people for there have never been big things right like big incidences where you know child abuse or abusive or a family member leaving me or something right like people mm -hmm. have some really horrible stories but this book on forgiveness was Desmond Tutu and his daughter focusing a lot on apartheid and just how they had to grow to forgive and they have a fourfold path as they call it and it's this whole thing but their big thing is you have to acknowledge that there's bad and then absolutely you to, and then you have to go from there and then you have to decide you have to talk it out and then you have to heal it yourself it's not up to anyone else to make it better it's just it's up to you so well, yes but if you're going to apply that globally i I agree, but first, you know, we, we have to acknowledge whatever their, their right. issues are right, and hear them and try to do what we can to rectify it. But yes, then they have to deal with the pain and be like, okay, as that one statement about it's in the past okay. and they have to like close, close the door oh, and right. move forward. Right. Right. But that's a whole, I mean, this is something that's going to take, I mean, decades. This could be a five part series just on forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. Oprah, will, Oprah will be calling us girls. Yeah. <laughs> let's do a super soul. There was another one actually that, um, Karen Armstrong and she was, she, I thought this was very applicable in our perilously, I can speak divided world. Forgiveness is in our best interests. What we are doing is not working to make our world viable. We must listen to one another, respect one another. Otherwise, we can't survive. And I was like, oh, no kidding. Because if this situation isn't rectified, democracy right. as we know it is not going to exist because at some point it's going it, to, they will take over. Yeah. And, you know, if we want to survive, we got to like shut it down, meaning not shut it down, but figure it out and make corrections. Right. Yeah. No. And for yourself too, just mentally, like you're absolutely, gonna... absolutely. I mean, I, you know, one of my kids is very black and whites and she was very much like anyone, you know, who supports Trump because she looked at it from a moral standpoint that he, you know, has been accused of sexual assault and all the bankruptcies and the way he screwed people over yada, yada, yada. She's like, you need to just cut them out of your life. And you know, this is, this is a, a youth person yeah. speaking clearly. And I was like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but it's, it's not that simple because for, for the fact that they have this one piece that I don't agree with, 
there's all kinds of other parts of their personality that I think is wonderful and kind and good. And it's, you know, if I cut them out, I mean, let's go to the global picture. If you approach everyone that way, like you're not worth my time, bye-bye, then mm-hmm. this divide gets bigger. Right. Right. There has to be more to the person. Absolutely. Part of them. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it does yeah. cross questions. It does cross questions, but Again. Right. But I, but again, the flip side to that is they would look at us the same way. Like how, mm-hmm. how can you support, you know, some, you know, they think of Biden as like a communist socialist. or socialist and well, one, well, how could you do that? And it's like, well, I don't look at it like that. And that's the whole point. They don't look at it the way we do. Yeah. And therefore, you know, the, the, the important thing is to get the dialogue going and find the comment that thread and mm-hmm. figure it out together, not apart judging one another. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on that yeah <laughs> this was a deep one very deep we are deep people we are so i thought you know how we talked about ending it with like a fun like either a recommendation or whatever i'm yeah. i'm going what i decided for my fun part was i was going to tell a parent failure story that is actually very i think very funny and you can do whatever for your part, but I think I may have told you this story, but it's, 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 it's a story that everyone out there will be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So when Lindsay, my youngest was, um, I want to say she was probably about six, it was sixth or seventh grade. And she was, um, she had a friend who it was her friend's birthday. And so we were throwing a surprise party for her. So the, what we planned was the friend's mom, who was a good friend of mine, would take the girls to get their nails done. And meanwhile, everyone would come to my house and be hiding in the basement. And then I would call them while they're at the nail salon and say, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. My mom sent us a jukebox. Like, I cannot believe it. You have to come inside because the premise was they were in a rush. They were going to have to drop her and go. And I'm like, so my phone call is you have to come inside. You've got to see this. Just come down really quickly in the basement. And then all the girls would jump out. So Lindsay comes inside before, as they're all getting out of the car, because the woman had her other children with her too, and she's burning up. She's got fever. And she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm like, you don't, we don't have a choice. I have 23 girls in the basement. I'm like, let me give you some Advil. So I grab some Advil, give it to her. We go through the whole party. And at the end, you know, she rallies at the end. She, you know, everyone's gone. She's like, I really don't feel well. I'm like, let me get you some more Advil. And I open the cabinet and there are two bottles and the pills look exactly the same. One is Advil. And one is stool softeners. And I had given her the stool softeners for her fever. <laughs> oh my God. So that is my parent fail of the week. Fortunately, she laughed and we gave her some Advil and she felt better. And I just looked at, at her and started. Immediately, I'm sure the next day and not little hours I, I looked later. at her, I started to laugh and I said, well, your pipes are going to be clean. And I showed her the bottle. <laughs> so I just thought we'd, you know. I would yeah. leave you with that, and then we you can leave us with something else. Here, what here. do you have for me? I actually had a recommendation because oh, that's what we were talking about um, on a book. Oh, my good. Cody, so, yes, this was my book that started the next book of forgiveness book. It was a Jody Picoult book, which of course I had never read before. I got oh my god, my I have with her right I am, her. I, she's a real easy beach read or just escapism but she's so thorough and deep in the oh. subject that she covers that Absolutely. you get wrapped up in it this book was very difficult to read it was called the storyteller I don't know it's pretty old but I don't know I picked it it was my choice of book club that day because it was about a baker and I thought oh look at how fun this is 
and it ended okay, up. You being... should explain why you thought it was fun as a baker. <laughs> because I like to bake. Okay. I enjoy it. I love it. I do it a lot. And I thought, oh, this would be cool. She was telling stories, a baker, and then it ended up being the most depressing book. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Jody Picoult. So there were so, so you're many... gonna recommend this based on it ended up being really depressing because, because the world you... is so happy right now. Thanks. Well, I'm trying to wrap this all up, Susan, and to wrap it up into the forgiveness, to the whole forgiveness topic we were talking about. Okay. The book was about forgiveness on a level that again that's what caused our whole discussion to have the next book called be on the book of forgiving, but it was a great book. It was hard to read. So if you're looking for something that's really digging your teeth into, it's hard to read and depressing, but opens up <laughs> forgiveness, <laughs> but every book she does is hard. to oh, read. Oh no. Her books are like intent. They're, they're, they're not like Harlequin romances. They're, no. you know, they <laughs> deal with really, I think the first book that I read of hers a friend recommended and it was about this girl who had accused this guy of date rape and they go through the whole story and everything that happened and like at the end he ends up killing himself and it ends up that she was lying and it was just oh and another one was about a school shooting like these are you know these are not like no like like if you're going you know like Lindsay was saying like oh martini indicates light and fun and your guys <laughs> conversation wasn't light and fun if you're going for light and fun she's not your gal Jody no. Colt not your no. gal but but she but if you're going for something you can't put down that that makes you think yes yeah this book was this book was really thought provoking and it really caused a whole lot of discussion and a post post even after the um book club and that's why we read the book of forgiving because it had to uh, the right. theme had a lot to do with forgiveness that's the only reason why i picked it because well, i was trying to wrap it all up into one big time no that's good it's impressive <laughs> Lindsay forgave me for giving her stool softeners too yeah, exactly. um and um i ironically and anyone in our age group will appreciate my next comment i had probably about 30 Jody Picoult books in my bookcase at a home that I sold furnished. So I left the books behind. Mm, and if this is an older Jody Picoult book, it's there and I've read it and I have no recollection. So oh, if yeah. I read it again, I probably will be three quarters way through where I'm like, oh, this is kind of familiar. Yeah, it is older. <laughs> I do remember my mom saying, like, I pick up a book and I read it and then I get kind of almost done. And then I'm like, oh, I think I've read this. And I have now become my mother. I take a million yeah. vitamins and I don't remember anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, well, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> yes, no, that could be another episode. Have we become, like those, is it progressive insurance where the guy has a guy <laughs> teaching the courses on how not to be your parents? Yes, exactly. Like at Scott the other day, they were like, who, raise your who hand if you printed out directions to come here. And Scott just turned and looked at me. And I was like, well, sometimes your phone dies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, same way. Or Google it even before you're going. Like, where am I going? Oh, before you even get in your car to like. Absolutely. Putting... Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I still do that too. It's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So. And then they held up the signs. Like one of them was like, you know, like, like one of those hokey signs like you know good food good for I don't I don't remember what it was but he's like no you know boom in the trash can and I thought how many of those signs over the years have I had I'm like oh god and like I am the parent that they're trying not to be uh, yeah they, well <laughs> they got that age group down right so yeah but that's sure. very clever I think those are really funny yeah who wants to open the pdf yeah no no <laughs> No, not who wants to do it like me. Who wants to take a shoot at the Excel spreadsheet? Yeah, no. Or what was that guy? I forget what he, he was talking about something substantial. Oh, I think he was talking about his insurance race. And he's like, is that a hashtag moment? 
Hey, we got the hashtags down. We're hey, we are woke to the hashtags. <laughs> are we? Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure. Just the fact that I said woke now, that's gonna cause a whole stream. I can't wait to hear what the kid they have to say about that. All the mm. kids have to say about that. Did she just say that? Yeah, that's coming. Yeah. We love you kids. Yeah. All right. Well, it was nice chatting with you. And if anyone has any input, and again, I always say this, um, that's positive or thought provoking. You can email us at you had me at martini at gmail.com. If you want to say mean things or tell us that we're pointless or useless, please, you know, as my mom used to say, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Right. And go to Spotify. That's where you'll find us. That's where we've got the podcast up now. And you can like it. I think you can like the podcast on Spotify and tell your friends about it. Oh, and also on Anchor. Yes. Anchor and Spotify. So either way, we're working on figuring out how to do more, put it on more platforms, but we're 50 something. So that might take a year. (laughs) All right, Susan. Cheers. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.